Want to have better conversations? Join the Small Talk Made Simple class. In this 10-day email course, you'll learn how to be more confident and competent at approaching people, having meaningful conversations, and talking about yourself. And it's completely free. Sign up now at thecmethod.com. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. What's up, Rockstar? Christina Cantor's with you here for episode 73 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Now, in this episode, I am very excited to be sharing with you a conversation I had with Andrew Lovick, who is an incredibly charismatic conversation and communication skills expert. But before we get into that, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who helped me with my survey. Yes, I sent out a survey to my subscribers and people who went through my confidence course because I am in the process of creating online products for you, but I wanted to figure out what topics you guys wanted to learn about the most and in what sort of format. So if you're listening and you did fill out that survey, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, if you haven't filled out that survey and you want to get 20 percent off your very first purchase, just go to thecmethod.com slash survey. That's thecmethod.com slash survey. It'll take you less than 60 seconds. It's only two questions. And the questions are, what topic would you like to learn more about? And which of these product options would you be most interested in purchasing? That's all it is. And if you want 20% off your first purchase, all I ask is that you pop in your email address there so I know who to send the coupon link to. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, Personally, it would really help me out and I'd really, really appreciate your help with it. So just head on over to thecmethod.com slash survey. Alrighty. Now in this episode, this is actually an interview that I did with Andrew Lovick uh, for my first podcast. So I'm sharing this interview again because I think it's really, really valuable. And I hate to think that our, that this conversation is being lost in the interwebs and in the archives. And, and I really want to share it again with you because I know I have a bunch of new listeners now and it would be great for you to have exposure to this awesome conversation that I had. So Andrew is a Navy veteran and he's also an expert in communication skills. I remember when I met him at the social media marketing world back in 2014, we just had the most amazing conversation and we clicked straight away. And I said to him, mate, I've got to get you on my podcast. I was just blown away by his energy, his generosity and his natural ability to really engage with people in conversation. Some of the things we talk about include why is there a stigma between talking to and approaching strangers? What's the worst that could happen if we do get rejected? Andrew shares his tips on how to not appear creepy when you're approaching people for the first time and what to do if you don't feel that you're quite clicking with someone and you think the conversation is stalling. All that and much, much more in this conversation with Andrew Lovick. So let's get to it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Born and raised in a small town, not not very many people in Arkansas, and uh, ended up in the military, and uh, ended up coming all the way out to California, and now I'm finishing my communication degree at San Diego State, and I love people. Growing up my entire life, I've been so passionate about people and meeting people and talking to people. I've never met a stranger. 
And so I kind of wanted to get into the nitty-gritty on how that works and and how we can develop ourselves to be better at that and why people some people are really good at it and why some people aren't very good at it and how you can be better and learn. So is this something that you can learn? Oh, definitely. This is something that you can totally learn. And some people are more natural than others, but there are techniques and ways to practice that can really help boost you up and get out of the rut that you think you're in as far as thinking that you're not a natural speaker, you're not a natural communicator, you're not a natural talker, and you just feel like you're just a a stuck introvert, and which is nothing wrong with being an introvert, and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. You're not alone, and there's tons of people out there that are working on improving themselves as far as speaking publicly or privately in communication between other people or in groups. So clearly you uh, you love speaking to people and you're a great conversationalist. And I know this because I've met you in person and we've hung out a bit <laughs> and you're a great person to be around. Were you always like oh, that? thank you. I, you know, I think I always have been. I mean, I love people so much and my wife gets so mad at me because when we go out and talk to people and meet people, I might conversate with them more than I do my own wife and I get in trouble a little bit. I think it's something I've always had and uh, – it's something that I just really like to key in on. And, you know, I guess if you're good at something, stick with it. And uh, I like uh, helping other people uh, discover that and help help um, other people with tips to get them in the right direction when it comes to communicating with others because it's such an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Obviously, it's an area that I'm really passionate about as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we Excellent. met and that we're able to talk about this now. Okay, now I want to talk about approaching strangers because it's a topic that I haven't addressed yet on this podcast and I know it's mm-hmm. something that it's it's hard for a lot of people and it's hard for me too and it's something that I've had to force myself to do just to mm-hmm. start, like to start speaking to random people and it's particularly difficult in New York City I'll, I'll be honest because people are, appear to be quite closed off now, could you tell me, Andrew, why why is it so hard for people to strike up conversations with strangers and why is it important for us to get more practiced at doing this? You know, people – well, I believe that the bigger cities you go to, like living in San Diego, it's the same way. It's people are hard to talk to versus people in the Midwest where everyone will talk to anyone and have a cup of coffee with you and it's it's not a big deal. I think where you're in a bigger city and it's more fast-paced environment and more fast-paced life, people are going from point A to point B quicker and not really thinking about much of anything else. And I think that uh, for for starting off and approaching strangers, it's tough because one, you it's it's a there's a weird stigma behind it. There's a stigma behind somebody looking at you funny or looking at you weird or or kind of scoffing at you. Uh, there's a stigma and there's that fear of rejection of, well, if I go to try and talk to someone or I don't want to bother them and, you know, you kind of talk yourself out of meeting someone that really could potentially be a key individual that will help you in a a network of yours that the six degrees of separation, I mean, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and they might have a connection to your dream job or whatever it is that you're super passionate about. What are some simple things that people can do in order to make approaching strangers just a little bit easier? I think that um, approaching strangers and, 
and having uh, a way, something to connect yourself to them. Like, for instance, like uh, creating yourself a business card. And you have a, a card with your name. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or special. You can get them off the Internet. And put uh, a few things that you're active in or involved in or, or passions of yours. And then when you were talking, you say, excuse me, do you have a, you know, nice to meet you. Do you have a card? And then, yes, well, I'll hand you one of my cards. Then you, you can, they can look at your card and say, oh, you're involved in this organization. Wow. Boom. You two now have a common uh, thing to speak about and talk about, which puts you on a whole nother level and you're not strangers anymore. And that's one technique. But really, don't be afraid to go talk to people and have a conversation. I mean, Someone might be wearing a, a jacket um, with a sports team that you know of or like. Someone might have a, a certain bag of a certain company. Um, there's many different ways to kind of connect yourself to that person. And if you can figure out how to do that, starting the conversation is a lot easier than going up and saying, hi, my name is, who are you? So I, I really feel that if you um, kind of strategically find something that links you two together similarly, and that you can have a common ground on or talk to and say, oh, you're from Arkansas? I'm from Arkansas, too. Wow, boom. And then you start talking about Arkansas, and that opens up the doors to much more avenues of communication and much more avenues of getting to know a complete stranger who you didn't know two seconds ago. Mm. Some listeners might be asking, why is this important? Why should I be talking to strangers? <laughs> Very good question. You know, in my, in my humble opinion, this day and age, we're so wrapped up in social media, which I think is a great tool. But I think sometimes you get too enmeshed in social media and you lose out on that personal connection. And when you really have that personal connection and you meet someone face-to-face -face and have a, a conversation with them, then you have their card, you send them an email a day later, hey, we talked about this, it was so great to meet you. Now they have you in the back of their head. And that way, if you ever need something or if there's a – say they're in a position at a job that you know of that they're, that they're hiring and you're trying to get a job there or there's something that you need, you can say, hey, remember me? We met six months ago on the train. We both were from this area. We talked for 30 minutes about this. I just recently saw that there was a position open at the, at the company you work at. Do you have any contacts? Great to hear from you. Uh, I look forward, look forward to speaking to you again. And that person will... I would say 90% of the time go, oh, yeah, that was a really cool person. That was an awesome individual. We had a great conversation face-to-face. -face. Let me see and put in a word word to HR. And that, that'll give you, that'll get you a lot farther than per se just email or applying online to a company to where that you don't have any, you don't know anybody who works there. Or, and that's kind of like the, the whole form of LinkedIn, finding connections. You know, it's basically like LinkedIn, but real life. And that yeah, and sense. that's and that's a much more powerful way of making a good impression, right? Because oh, I, I, definitely. it's like that having that human connection, that face-to-face -face interaction is so much more uh, engaging and and you're able to really start to build that sort of relationship. It's it's much easier to do that face-to-face -face than just via email or via or seeing someone on LinkedIn or whatever. No, definitely. And face-to-face -face is so much more impressionable. And as we move more into this social and digital age, we start to kind of lose that. So when you have that face, real face-to-face -face conversation, I think it kind of stands out more. Because less and less people are doing it now. Exactly. 
So, how does one approach someone at a networking event or or a university event or whatever, or, or even just out of the blue, just just at, to, to practice speaking to strangers? I suppose. How does one not come across as being really creepy? <laughs> that's a great question because that's a very valid fear. You don't want to go uh, kind of mosey on up and, and look awkward or because we all feel awkward when we're trying to approach a complete stranger at an event or at anything like that. I would say, I would ask the question, have you ever been upset meeting a stranger who's extremely excited and has a high energy level? Now, I don't say, I can't name a person that I've met that where I was like not kind of affected by their positive energy and their excitement. So what I try and do is I try and, uh, when someone kind of gives you that look and you have that kind of like two to three second weird stare when you're making eye contact, I get really excited either try and throw up a high five and bring, just bring it and not even give them a chance to react and say, oh, we haven't met yet. How are you doing? My name's Andrew. How have you been? What, what, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. I'm really excited to know. And if you bring that positive energy, that excitement, that'll resonate and they'll feed off of that instead of, hi, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's, what's that? And, and, uh, by, and I did that at social media marketing world and I really just – got so much positive feedback and met so many awesome people just by bringing the energy. And it's very exhausting, and it's something that I would definitely practice on. And because you don't want to come off and just, like, bear hug someone and be, like, crazy. But, you know, no one wants to, to meet someone who's kind of a uh, very soft or negative or very uh, shy type of person. They want, the, they want the energy. They want the spark. Bring, bring it. Mm. Just go all out and just bring everything you got. And and create a positive impact, and just meet this person, and be excited to meet them, and they will they will reciprocate and be excited to meet you as well. Okay, so just bring a, a little bit of a higher energy level than you would normally be in your day to day. Definitely. Okay, that's really interesting. Definitely. I never I never thought about that before. And a good handshake, right? That would be that would be key. Uh, I think good handshake is key. I think uh, a lot of times. Uh, you know, eye contact is, is, is very important. Uh, your nonverbal cues, they have to kind of go with the energy that you speak. So when you're, you're talking about, you got to really use your hands and really kind of get into it and just sell the role of being the most excited, most interesting person there. And, and kind of make it to where they want to know why you're so excited. Well, because you have the opportunity to get to know them. And that's, I think that's a very powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, because it's obviously showing that you like something about them and everyone everyone likes having attention on them, right? Everyone likes pe- exactly. thinking that people like them. <laughs> Just going back to that, you mentioned earlier a fear of rejection. I know we all suffer from this fear. I suffer from this fear and I just wonder what's actually the worst that could happen, okay? Say we try and approach someone and and we go and give them a high five and they don't reciprocate, which is just for the person trying to give the high five, that would just be really embarrassing because I guess you have been rejected in that sense. Have you got any words of advice for people who may be feeling that fear right now? Like how, how does one deal with that? Oh, definitely. And when you're in a situation, remember, you can walk away at any time. You're controlling the situation. So remember and tell yourself you are in control. You have the power. 
you are you are the one who is mitigating that situation. So if you're not, you know, for instance, there were times at the event that I was at that people just weren't feeling it. We weren't clicking. I got a card anyways, and I, I recognized instead of kind of lingering, thank you so much for the card. I'll be sending you an email. Send them, send them an email anyways, right, now that I have their information. Because if there's no real connection, you're, you don't need to force it. And, of course, walking away, you're going to feel – feel, you know, kind of let down and you got that and it really builds on that fear and but if you go to the next person and then they're excited, just as excited as you are, when you bring that energy, that fear goes away completely. And then after you have you're done conversing and you have their card or you've got their information and you feel so good, when you're walking away, you're on cloud nine and you're on top of the world. And that fear of rejection has been chipped away a little bit. And the more and more that you do this, the more and more you'll chip away at that fear of rejection. Not every, you know, instance of approaching a stranger is going to be perfect. Even for me, it's not perfect all the time. But you have the power. You're the one who's initiating the conversation. You have the, you have the power to close the conversation and move on. And that's a powerful thing. You're thinking about you're the one who's in control of the situation. The, the person you're going to talk to does it. So the fact that you have the power, why are you going to let them add to your, your fear of rejection or add to your, you know, insecurities? Okay. So, so if you think that you're, would, okay, you're would, in the driver's seat, you're the one who's controlling the conversation. Yeah, you're in the driver's seat. Right. You know I like what? that. If, if, if they are going to take, you know, if they're not, they're not feeling you, you can take a right or left turn and you're going to meet someone else who's going to be just as excited as you. And it might take you two or three people to find that one person who's excited. But when you do, it's going to be well worth it. That's cool. And that's a massive confidence booster right there when you have these little wins and you come away feeling just good about it. I, I might just add here, if anyone is at a, some sort of event and they're feeling nervous about approaching someone, I would say grab a friend and, and go up to them. And Because I, I did this once after a, a lecture and I was really nervous about approaching the, the, the speaker afterwards and my friend just grabbed me and said, right, come on, let's we're going to go do it. So we kind of sidled up beside him because he was talking to to someone else and then my friend goes all right that's it we're butting in so he kind of interjected and said you know so great to meet you we just want to quickly say thanks so much for your talk and so he and then he said hi to us and shook both of our hands and that was a a good way because I don't know if I would have done that by myself so I would say if if you're at a networking event or there's someone um, that you're a bit nervous about about meeting grab a friend and give each other that support I think that that works really well that worked for me Definitely, definitely. And uh, it's funny that you bring that up because there was a, a young girl uh, who was definitely afraid of, of of meeting people and networking and just she just kept saying, I'm not good at this. I said, well, come tag along with me. And she's like, oh, I just want to stay behind you and just, you know, reap all the benefits of talking. And what I ended up doing was I, I ended up saying, have you all met, you know, so-and-so and thrown her into the situation to, to get rid of And she was very uncomfortable at first. But as the more and more we kept doing it, I could see her getting more and more comfortable. And then she was approaching people. And then by the, uh, by not too much longer after that, I wasn't having to have her come with me. And we were able, and so she was able to go out on her own and do her own thing and meet with people because she had eventually got that confidence built up. And I think uh, doing it together, any task, you know, with someone else who's going to be there to kind of help you and push you is a great thing. But uh, eventually, yeah. once your confidence is up. Once your confidence is up, you can do it on your own. And then if you find someone else who's struggling, now you know how to grab them, bring them with you, 
and show them and help them. And one day they'll probably, they'll get comfortable and help someone else. Fantastic. That's so great. Okay. So, okay. So a lot of the, the stuff or the scenarios that we've been alluding to, uh, you know, these sort of higher pressure networking events or events where you might be someone where you may meet someone who might be able to help you with a, with a job and, and extending your professional network in that sense. What are some other situations that people could potentially practice approaching strangers that that's in a, a less like a lower pressure situation where the outcome doesn't really matter either way. It's just more just practicing. Like what, what can people Great. do in what? their day to day lives I'm, to prepare themselves? I'm so excited that you asked this question because I was totally thinking about this earlier today and I forgot about it. Sporting events is the easiest place because most of the time you're sitting next to a complete stranger Sorry, where, and you where? both have a common interest. And that's the sports team. Oh, a sports team. And you start team. talking about you start talking about the sports team. Then you start talking about other things, and maybe something will come out of it. Maybe nothing will. But that's good exercise because really, there's no bad outcome to asking the person next to you how their day is going. Mm. Because you're forced to sit next to the stranger for an elongated period of time. Yeah, and I guess during the game, you're going to be very vocal anyway. So you're yep. already you're already in that mindset of I'm just going to be yelling and screaming and if someone so if you say to them oh you know I love I love this team so much that was amazing did you see that they're already screaming so they're going to be like yeah 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 that was awesome that was totally cool and you're already communicating with them so <laughs> you, you know you have this kind of similar bond that you're cheering for the same team or you're rooting against each other and you can joke about that and still strike up a conversation so there's there's you know that that fear is not as big and. You know, it's such a beneficial exercise is talking to someone during sporting events. It's great. Yeah, it's a really good suggestion because I know like, you know, usually if you're just walking along the street or if um, you're on the train, like public transport is hard. That's really hard because people are so silent. But, you know, I actually saw yesterday I was on I was on the subway and there was a, a young guy just sitting on – just, just sitting there and he had his headphones in, right? Which is a clear indication, do not talk to me. I don't want to talk to you, right? Uh, an older woman mm-hmm. just went and sat down next to him and she just said to him, is this the C train? And he didn't respond, obviously, because he had his headphones in, but he kind of saw her out of the corner of his eye and she said again, is this the C train? Now, no, no, most people would be mortified if they asked someone a question and they didn't respond, right? But she just sort of looked at him again and asked again and he eventually took out his ear- earphones and looked at her and said, yes, it is, and, and, and helped her. She said, she said oh, okay, thank you, I just wanted to check. And that was it. And I thought that was – it was so great to see someone just willing to just open up and just opening up that, those lines of communication there. I just thought that was really admirable because you don't see that. I think I know a lot of people would just rather sit there and have no idea where they're going rather than actually ask someone sitting next to them. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, if, if people out there are, are feeling really brave – you know, practice speaking to people on public transport or in the lift and just see how make, – make it a competition. See, you know, wow, can how awkward can I make this? <laughs> or, or maybe – or can yeah, I make, can I make this into a non-awkward situation? Because it's already pretty awkward when you're standing in the, in the elevator or the lift. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, you know, what's, what's cool about situations like that is obviously, you know, both of – both individuals or the party of individuals are going to the kind of the same place or heading in the same direction. So you already have something in common that you're traveling to a certain point. And, uh, you know, in an elevator, it's so awkward, you know, and then uh, there's that uncomfortable silence. Um, 
I like to kind of tell jokes or kind of just throw out a joke, and people really open up, and I, a lot of people are really relieved, or especially like on the public transit here in San Diego, talking to people, people are kind of relieved, like there's, they, there's this kind of like uncomfortable silence, and it's supposed to be that way, but people know it's not supposed to be that way. So when someone does break the barrier, they have this kind of relief about them, and some people are receptive, and some people aren't, but it, it really just comes down to just, hey, you know what? You know, I made an effort to talk to somebody that I've never met in my life, and awesome. If it doesn't work, that's fine. There's plenty other people on the public transit. Plenty other times you'll be in an elevator or at a sporting event. There's, it's not, you know, the end of the world. And I think that a lot of people just really kind of shut down and say, well, no one really wants to hear about my day, or no one really wants to converse with me. And I, you know, as humans, on like a human level, you know, conversation is just, it's, it's normal. I mean, language is uh, rooted in us and, and speaking to other individuals and connecting is like a rooted feeling and a rooted emotion. And that's something that comes natural. And so people really long for that connection and long for uh, meeting an individual, whether you get a card or get a connection out of it, just having a, a conversation. There are times where I've gone to a bar or a, or a coffee shop and I've just had a conversation with an individual a very enriching conversation, and I've never seen them again, or traveling, uh, having a layover. And th these are the types of things that really kind of enrich us as people. And I think that the more you go about doing that and the more you practice it, the more you're going to find out, like, wow, this is really awesome. And I don't even travel with headphones in anymore because I don't, I don't want to miss out on meeting somebody. That's so cool. I love that. It's a great attitude. It's a great approach. I especially love the the attitude of, you know, I'm actually going people on, on public transport, you know, I'm going to actually I'm going to provide some relief here and actually break the awkward silence. That's really cool. All right, Andrew, well we're um we're coming to the end of the interview unfortunately, but I just want to ask you, do you have any other tips that you you want to share with our listeners about communication and and speaking with strangers? You know, I think uh, just practice. Practice is practice makes perfect. And uh, you know, meet meet people and go out and talk. And I think as far as like coming up with certain things, one of the techniques I use, and I, I spoke a little bit about it earlier, but I don't know if I explained it. Was when I on my card, um, you know, I put like certain organizations that I'm a part of, like philanthropy organizations or things that I'm passionate about. And I think uh, it's a new, something that if, if you were to hand that to someone and they were to look at it and say, oh, wow, you, you're, you, you like Habitat for Humanity? Just as an example, I volunteer there all the time or I, I actually help throw this event. And you just don't know because you guys don't talk about that. So that's a really kind of easy way to kind of weasel a connection in there without actually talking about it. Yeah, so just so giving so giving people a, a reason to talk to you, give like feeding them these little snippets of of like little cues, I suppose, giving them cues that it's going to help them to Definitely. then make conversation back back with you. Definitely. Awesome. Oh well, thank you so much, Andrew, for joining me on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. You've shared some. Well, thank you so much for yeah. having me. I really appreciate it, and I've had a blast. Thanks again to Andrew Lovick for being so generous and for being a guest on the show. I'll put links to how you can contact Andrew and also notes from this episode in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash Andrew.
Alrighty, and that's all from me this week. Don't forget, if you haven't yet filled out the survey, to go to thecmethod.com slash survey. That'll take you straight to a Google survey. Super easy. Two questions. Would love to hear your feedback and recommendations on what you would like more of in terms of courses, ebooks, etc. And of course, if you do fill out the survey and pop in your email address, I'll give you 20% off your very first purchase. Alrighty, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a fabulous week. I'll talk to you next week. Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Okay, so since I've been traveling, I haven't really been playing the ukulele, but I think this week it's time for me to get into it. The song this week is one of my favorite songs about being happy and letting all your cares drift away, and it is Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata. Matata, Hakuna, Matata, Hakuna, Matata, Hakuna, Matata.